kind of was with the exception of like my friends. It was sort of me against the world type mentality, I think, like growing up with a, you know, such a Catholic uh, environment, it kind of felt like, you know, there's nobody else out there and like, it's a, it's a secretive thing and we all like talk to each other on Tumblr. there. Welcome back to Searching for Acceptance. I'm your host, Vivian. In this show, we talk about lived experiences of LGBTQ plus individuals who grew up in Nebraska and focus on struggles of being a member of the community in mostly rural or conservative spaces. The aim and focus of these conversations is to break down how a rural or conservative community can influence understanding of gender or sexuality and the overall effect it has on resources and searching for support. Today, I am joined by Holly, a college student who grew up in Omaha and now lives in Kansas City. We sat down to hear about her experiences being a member of the LGBTQ plus community and growing up in Omaha, Nebraska. I am Holly Nowak. I am 22. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. I am currently living in Kansas City. Um, in art school, um, my senior year of that. I use she, her pronouns right now. And yeah, basically. Can you describe for me the environment you grew up in? Like what was your living situation like? Yeah, I lived in a middle-class like suburban neighborhood. I was raised by my two Roman Catholic parents. I went to Catholic um, preschool through my senior year of high school, I was at a private Catholic high school, which was um, a lot more intense when I was younger. I think my parents uh, kind of tried to set us up with that religion basically early, and then it kind of got more casual as we grew up and started figuring out our own things. So, so was your household like, did you? your parents are they very strong practicing catholics or my parents are very casual like they kind of go to mass once a year but i guess yeah so um growing up we were like pretty heavily practicing we'd go every sunday you know and i got baptized and all those fun sacraments so and then i think like around now basically we go maybe once or twice a year so Did your parents have any, like, conversation or dialogue with you about the LGBTQ community growing up? Or did you ever have any, like, nuanced things that you noticed from that? It was pretty much unspoken, like, growing up. I do have this, like, vague memory of me being, like, five and asking my mom if I could get married to a girl. And she was like, she said no, obviously, because it wasn't even legal at the time. But I remember just, like sobbing about that for a little while and then I basically forgot it existed for like a good you know five seven years after that and would you say that was probably like the main time it ever came up my dad is was like all about making you know insensitive jokes and stuff growing up so uh I definitely heard a lot of those from him and I never really you know vibed with that I guess 
So that that sort of caused some distance between like my siblings. Can you describe what your friendships were like as a child? I was friends with like my neighbors and I was I was pretty weird in school. I didn't have a lot of close school friends, but yeah, basically. Did that same topic of the LGBTQ community ever come up in your friendships? So not as like a child, basically. It didn't ever really start coming up until like my teenage years. Yeah, that makes sense. As you start to like form your identity a little bit more for yourself. Right. Could you reflect to me a little bit about what it was like in your surrounding community? I know, I know you said your parents are Catholic. Were there any things like that you went to, like church services that were there discussions that like about the community that influenced you as well or I think it's like pretty much same thing where like as a kid it was pretty much like you just didn't talk about it did you have any moments in your childhood I mean you mentioned like asking about if you could get married to a girl did you have any other moments in your childhood or like your teenage years where you started to question or yeah I I sort of like knew for a while like starting around age 10 but I remember like the exact moment I was like, okay, it's this is real was like 2013 Beyonce Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was when I was like, okay, I'm not making this up. Like I know now, basically. Can you describe how the environment influenced like processing these feelings? <clears throat> so like funnily enough, I'm not even like officially out to my parents at all or um you know i i've always assumed it's like if it comes to that point then they'll know but i don't really i guess it's like a fear of like them not accepting me to where i'm like well if it's not like absolutely necessary right now they don't have to know but uh my youngest sister is also like a part of the LGBTQ community and she has like pride flags like all up on her walls and stuff like that. I think that's really cool for her as like the youngest. Is she still over them then? Yeah. Okay. Um, she's in high school right now. So Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Outwards <laughs> did you kind of use for support? Did you talk to people about it or did you, you know, did you use online media? So yeah, I was like very introverted like growing up and throughout high school, basically, I got like a lot of my information and like interactions off of Tumblr. Like 2013 Tumblr was like a lot of the, that was like basically what I was consuming and like getting information from. And then in high school, there were not a lot of gay people or just like not straight people in general. And it was weird how we all sort of managed to like find each other. Nobody really said it out loud but like i think a lot of like clubs like the arts in general brought us together and it was funny how like we all kind of ended up hanging out and it just like was a known thing that it was like a weird magnetism i got a lot of my support through like the community of just like artistic people in general and in omaha that was like basically where I started getting a lot of support. And then it was so insane when I came down here for art school where being straight is actually kind of like the minority. It's like everybody's gay here basically. Um, so that was like complete 180 from like my entire childhood growing up. 
I guess going back to, you mentioned you used Tumblr. Could you describe a bit about like how that became appealing? Like there would be like a lot of informational text posts about like, you know, LGBTQ rights and stuff like that. And just, you know, it was either support or a general outrage about an event that had happened or stuff like that. And I definitely like related and felt strongly about that. I remember like I was on Tumblr when like around the time gay marriage got legalized. That was also like a weird thing to witness how it was like so much less acceptable when we were growing up. And now it's like finally, you know, making a 180 a little bit. Yeah, I just remember I used Tumblr as well, just like in a small amount, but I just remember seeing people blog and talk about how they're feeling. And I think I saw when someone described uh, having like a feeling of attraction towards a woman and I had never engaged, heard anything about that. And I was like, oh, this is, this isn't just me. Right. So yeah. You said that you felt very supported with, you know, engaging with people in high school and like finding a community. How did you feel that support? Yeah, it wasn't like any like super deep talks or anything that I can remember specifically, but it was just like knowing that somebody else was like like you and being able to interact and like, you know, make jokes about it together and, you know, it was like casual and it wasn't like a like bad subject. So that was like definitely what made me feel the most secure in my identity and like just normal, I guess. And then going into college now and how the majority tends to be part of the community rather than street. How, how are you processing that? It's weird how much I've like adapted to that as the norm almost. Just like, I don't know, it's a pretty small school, but like you're just around so many other people that you see all the time. And, you know, it feels really nice to like have that sort of like almost safe space in a way to where like, you know, identity wise. But yeah, college, it's a lot different than, it's weird because I can almost, it's gotten so normal to me at this point. I don't really remember what it was like before 100%. It's definitely weird like being, you know, off campus sometimes and, you know, seeing so many people that are like considered, you know, normal. I guess that makes sense. Can you describe that feeling a little more? I feel like I identify as non-binary and my partner does as well. And I notice sometimes when we go out, like just to little areas in Omaha to get dinner that people will just kind of stare at us like we're an anomaly. Yeah, I definitely do like get that feeling when I'm like out with my grouper and you, you do get like the stares, like not even being like part, of, it's, it's like a combination of like being non-heteronormative and also like just going to art school. I feel like the style is a little bit eclectic. It, it's almost like a weird, not alienation, but like, I feel like you're getting the stares, but at that, at this point, I don't, I don't really care anymore, which is, I think, really big. In high school, when you were in those groups, did your knowledge and awareness of like LGBT grow when you were you know, other people like more than you already knew? It, yeah, I think it was like a lot of people just would figure it out like on their own and then you would come together and sort of like exist in that space. I don't think I remember a lot of people like doing their own self-discovery like in front of me. But I remember there was this time where like, a journalism teacher was getting fired 
or like removed from the staff for, you know, deciding to get married to his husband and just like the reactions of people um, about it spoke a lot of volumes about who they were as people. There was like a whole petition and everything. From then to now, could you describe you know, the shift and maybe accepting your identity more? I think it has been like sort of a casual progression, definitely. there I don't think there ever was like a huge awakening or a specific moment where I decided I was going to be more comfortable with it. It kind of just grew gradually over time to where it was like more, you know, uh, reserved about it to where now I don't really, I'm a lot more comfortable with like presenting myself in a way that's not like heterosexual looking. Do you have like a different kind of perspective or feeling about Omaha when you're here then? I do feel disattached to it. I feel like, um, you know, I, I definitely know now that I don't want to like live there permanently. And like, I just, I feel kind of stagnant there. If that Because like, I'm not as involved with the art community up there as I am down here now. Mm-hmm. So it is a little bit harder to like, you know, find my people in that sort of sense like without a car and like people i know are at college somewhere else and you know if that makes sense so it definitely does feel like a window into the past sometimes when i'm in there you mentioned that you have a sister who has like pride flags in her room have you noticed like a shift in how you're yeah i mean um my family's got a really weird dynamic in general where we don't like talk to each other a lot But I think I know, like, my mom is very accepting. I think my dad is, like, he lives in blissful ignorance about a lot of things, basically. I'm just glad that she can feel comfortable about that, basically. Whereas I, I don't know, I think I was, it was different being, like, the oldest child, not knowing 100%. I think, you know, being the oldest kid growing up and, like, having... Catholic parents who practice pretty frequently. I just sort of assumed that they had the same mindset as like the church in general. I swear like, no, that's not, you know, an accepted thing. But also they're a lot more casual about their practice now that like two of us are like grown up and moved out and feel like they aren't as intense about their spirituality anymore. So I do wonder if it was like their actual like deep-rooted beliefs or it was more like a moral sort of upbringing that they were trying to reach for. What resources do you think would have helped you as a youth in understanding gender and sexuality? Uh, forums for sure. Um, and maybe it it wouldn't have to be like a actual support group, group therapy or anything, but like I think just more like people in general that I know that are you know comfortable with themselves and I think that would really like make a younger person feel more secure and like knowing those feelings and yeah I think a big part of like my own experience is being raised in like not only a rural area but also like a heavily catholic environment which I think can go hand in hand And that's all for this episode of Searching for Acceptance. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much to Holly for sitting down and chatting with me. Tune in next for the very last episode. Thank you.